Hello, and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Tuscan Shade Media Network podcast where we discover and or rediscover the classic Star Trek series, Deep Space Nine. With me, as always, is Peter Densey. How are you, Peter? I'm mostly good today. Uh, was it was it was able was able to um, cl- kind of quote unquote clock out of work like five hours early because I covered for one of my coworkers uh, like la- last Saturday. So so my ma- so my the manager of my department she was like what she was like what day do you want to get those five hours back and like just like j- like just be free? I was like the Friday afterwards. So but so I'm pretty much, so once we're done recording here, I'm gonna go to my friend's game night and show up early. Er than I nice. norm, earlier than I normally do, rather than getting there at like eleven p.m. And it's like nope, it's like hey, it's eight o'clock. I'm here now. Woo! <laughs> and we're also joined by the wooingest wooer. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sarah, <laughs> Sarah Peter. Who is Sarah Peter? What? Who are you people? Where am I? <laughs> She's new. Uh, we like we're her. joined by Sarah Becker. How are you, Sarah? Well, just to clarify, I am not a woo girl. That yeah, is a thing. I am not. I am not is that a one thing? of them. That's a thing. Have you all never watched How I Met Your Mother? No. I mean, I, I mean, like I've seen scattered episodes, but I can't say I've watched. I've like watched the show. Oh, okay. Well, the the very condensed version is they go to a bar and they encounter this group of girls that are you know young uh, and drunk it. and excited uh, about everything, and so every five minutes is let's get shots, woo! Or this just happened, woo! I'm not oh, one of them. Okay, okay. So then, basically, and I'm about to insult a lot of people: uh, white, straight white girls when they walk into a gay bar, or just or just white gays in a gay bar. Mm. Yeah. Or uh, bachelorette's parties at uh, comedy night. Uh, oh no, my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. If you're at, if you're gonna do a bachelorette party, don't do comedy. No one is happy. No one is happy. Everybody loses. It's like Alien versus Predator. No one. No one wins. Whoever wins, <laughs> you lose. Um. This week we are gonna be talking about. <laughs> I don't have a segue. Screw it. This week we're talking <laughs> about. Deep Space Nine, Season 7, Episode 9, and Episode 10, which are Covenant and It's Only a Paper Moon. So first up is Covenant. We begin with a very sweet sentiment from Odo that he wishes he believed in the prophets so he could go to services with Kira and be there for her. In her quarters, Kira is visited by Vedic Fala, who gives her the gift of kidnapping as she is whisked away to Impaknor, where she is greeted by the cult of the Pa Rays, who have set up shop there following their illustrious leader, the one and only Gold Dickface. We learn the cult stands in opposition to the classic Bajoran religion, with red earrings placed on the opposite ear to represent how the Pa race defy the prophets by trying to be more active and therefore controlling in the lives of the Bajoran people. Dukat feels after being entered by a Pa Wraith, he is a changed man, and hey, we're all a little different after losing our soul virginity. He now walks the path of the Pa Rays and plans to get them into the Celestial Temple. Kira attempts to kill Dukat, but his people stand in the way of her phaser, forcing her to stop. Fala comes to Kira and tells her of how he lost his face in the Prophets years ago, and has been secretly following the Pa Wraith cult for a while, but Dukat has united the disparate groups. They even claimed that the whole murder thing earlier in the season was just a misunderstanding. Stabbing is just how they say hi. Kira also meets Benyon and his wife Mika, who is about to give birth to their first Pa Wraith cult baby. Ah, creepy cult milestones. However, when the baby is born, it's a wee bit on the Cardassian side of races, to which Dukat pulls a classic gross cult leader move of, hey, it's a miracle baby. 
Mika confronts Dukat in an airlock, which is seriously like the worst place to meet the illegitimate father of your baby. This is cult following 101 here, people. Sure enough, Dukat tries to blow Mika out of the airlock, but is stopped in time so that she is just mostly dead, but not dead dead. Dukat pulls the whole accident card and decides it's time to jones down this whole thing. Dukat poisons a special sacrament that everyone is to take at once, but of course he will take the one non-poison pill because that's the kind of slimy dickhead that he is. Kira breaks out of her confinement and knocks the fake pill out of Dukat's hands and it scatters on the floor with the real poison. She eggs him on to take the pills, but when he can't find the dummy, he refuses, showing his true intentions. The Bajorans turn against him and he rage quits away. Fala, however, takes the pill and with his dying words says, Faith. With that, Kira realizes that Dukat, while a scumbum, still does truly believe in the Pa race, which makes him more dangerous than ever. What do we think of Covenant? Uh, well, my first comment on this episode in my notes, my first note about this episode was fucking gull Dukat, exclamation point, exclamation right. point, exclamation point, rage face emoji. <laughs> that's accurate. That's about accurate. That's, that, that sums up every time he shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, how, what would you think about the the surprise that he's behind the Paw Wraith cult? Is it just too obvious? Is it just like, of course, of course. I mean, yes. <laughs> it's 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 obvious, but it, it's obvious, but it it was interesting nonetheless to see yet another side of this war of not not, well, not okay. Actually, in this case, not of this war. It was it was interesting. Let me preface this by saying. Um, for uh, for the Dominion, we have we, we have seen we, we have seen both with the Gem Hadar, um, and then um and 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 then and the, and then the Vorta that that while that while that while each is basically manufactured by 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 the by the changelings to serve their purpose, every now and then you're gonna every now and then you're gonna get one or a few who think differently. So 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 we so we've seen examples of. Di- examples of different sides, uh, different sides of a co- of a coin that we've only seen heads for. We we get to, we get to see tails. This was an interesting episode to see to see to to, to see the tail side of the Bajoran coin. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah, no, it's very very well put, Peter. Yeah, it's interesting, like you say, it's the the duality of both sides. I like that. I like the idea that you know. There's there's Christians and there's Satanists and not that I think Satanists are necessarily anti-Christian. I think there's there, but there's an idea of you know just because there's a, a, a an evil presence in a religion doesn't mean no one's gonna follow it or you know that or that that side doesn't see them as evil or that it's not you know some element of religion that's the way religion works is that you know everyone splits off into these sacred texts and that creates you know how many different sects of christianity are there you know how many different Mm -hmm. individual faiths and so i think it makes sense that there's not just one version of a bajoran faith and i like sort of having the the anti-faith which is interesting and i like that it wasn't all evil you know like they said it wasn't a a a totally spooky cult but it certainly had a very bad leader you know like so many cults some of them start with good intentions uh but end up being very terrible Uh, wild wild country is a great documentary on Netflix, yeah. I recommend about this, where you know, oh yeah, for tries, tries to start a, tries to start a a happy, open marriage sex cult in the woods, and it's going well, and then the the local locals don't like him so much, so then they respond 
way too hard back and it gets real oh, creepy no. and gross mm. and uh the more you watch the less you like the cult and that's what makes that documentary great mm-hmm. but that's often how it is is uh, someone with power and uh abilities even if they do believe it kind of lose their way because of that and that's what i thought was uh very interesting about this it, it follows i guess you can probably tell i find cults fascinating i've studied a fair number of them and this certainly takes from um uh, a couple, um, most notably Jonestown, which is where the term uh, "don't drink the Kool Aid" comes from. Yeah, poison. Yeah, Kool Aid, and every nine hundred people died, which is insane. Um, and Heaven's Gate happened just two years before this, uh, or even just a year before this happened, which is when uh, a group of uh, alien, uh, there's a whole subgenre called uh, UFO uh, doomsday cults. It's an entire thing, uh, and they were one of them, and uh, they believed that. The Hailbot Comet had a uh, alien <laughs> ship behind it, huh. and if they killed themselves, they would all be beamed aboard the ship and go off into the celestial afterlife. So there's, you know, they they all willingly took uh, uh, cyanide and covered themselves in these creepy blankets and all matching clothes, and uh, all of them committed suicide at the same time. So it's uh, certainly something that was in the air when this episode was. Uh, was written and i thought it was an interesting way they talk about cults in the way that you can both believe in the cult and what it means but also be completely lost and not realize you're being abused by a, a scary leader who doesn't understand what oh, they're yeah. doing yeah for sure um uh, most cults when they get to a point like that are uh run by someone who is a man- megalomaniac and a crazy person and you're already so embedded you don't able to see the back and so that's why when as soon as i showed up and ducat was being painted i was like oh no as soon as Mm -hmm. i saw that super creepy ducat painting which i both want and want to burn yeah (laughs) mostly burn for me i i was like oh they they got it (laughs) they got it and i'm terrified now yeah when they they got to that point in the episode i made i made a note that just said the painter dude the painter dude, yeah, wasn't that wasn't that the Mika's husband? It was, yeah, yeah, the guy who's I... our our cult cuckold, yeah. She's mm-hmm. that was, but I mean, it's kind of funny when it the baby shows up, right? It's a little funny. Yeah, it's fucked it up. Was a it's a little kind of funny. funny. <laughs> it's just, like, oh, it's, it's a miracle, of... and it's like y'all is stupid. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I was like, just scrambling so hard. It's really funny to me. It's, like, it's a, a miracle, baby. Like this is this is the true test of how deep in are the cult members at right. this point. <laughs> right. Yeah. That uh, that that it couldn't possibly. The Ducat just wanted to strip a lady. Like that couldn't possibly be it. No, it's a miracle, no, baby. No, yeah. Clearly, the pause rates have, have answered us by saying, oh, yeah, no, anything is possible, dot, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do y'all think that he, quote, well, not even in quotes, but literally that he gave permission to Mika and her husband to have this baby because he thought maybe it was going to be his or just because he was like, oh, yeah, they're cool, this is fine, and then it was coincidentally his offspring. I don't think he was expecting it. He seemed to be scrambling. Okay. I think yes. I think he was just arrogant and didn't think that that would happen. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
even though he's already impregnated one Bajoran woman out of you know in an affair an illicit affair like mm-hmm. i guess he just assumed that was 20 years ago you know i'm not fertile anymore mm-hmm. i'm sure it's fine white and you ain't going to strike think... twice <laughs> exactly plot twist yeah. the plot, plot plot twist you're now on, you're now on the you're now on an episode of maury <laughs> the kid's yours <laughs> it's very true you i think it's... are the father <laughs> i think i did so many of you guys that yeah you are the father <laughs> everyone loses their oh. everyone loses their minds <laughs> ah! There's an amazing one someone did of that where it's like you're not the father and this guy does this amazing dance and they set it to Guile's theme from Street Fighter. So it's like, <laughs> da, 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 da. nice. It's one of the it's one of like the earliest memes I can remember. That's from great. when I was a teen and oh, it still makes me laugh to this day. Um, what do you guys think of uh, Vedic Fala? Sort of an interesting side character in this episode, and we get sort of three big scenes with him. Uh, inevitably being the only one who kills himself, um, despite knowing Dukat just kind of wanted an out. Which can't yeah, he, his journey. he really only became interesting to me at the point of his death. Yeah, just same. Because he he proved that, you know, he, he really did actually believe everything that was going on in this cult. And uh, that's that's kind of a big step, considering that he had, you know, trained as a, a Vedic, you know, a priest of the prophets for a while. And it's just that moment of realization of you, you believe in their opposition now. Okay. Right. With your whole being enough to die for them. Nobody else did. Yeah. And I, I, th- I think, I think it was... Ki- I, I I think I think it was Kira who said it because because I, because I have it down on my notes as a quote so someone correct me if I'm wrong um because because I'm not currently I'm, I'm not currently on Memory Alpha right now but but I, I wrote down a quote he never lost his faith or he got betrayed by it so it's like so it's like either or could be could have been his like final his, his motivation for his final act in life it's it's like a, mm. it's like it's like i it's like i held on my held into my faith in the power rates that much that i that i in the in the end i was willing to die because of faith or or and 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 this point this point is kind is from what i can tell from the trailers kind of being used as or at least m- maybe used as part of the plot for um for the next mission impossible movie fallout where it's mm. like he where it's like he got the ultimate betrayal from his faith so he was probably like fuck it i'm gonna do at least what i at least what i will think i think will bring me closer to the paw wraiths and just take myself out in their name peter i give you five points for mentioning mission impossible i really appreciate that <laughs> uh, if you can slip it any time i'm rewatching the entire series right now and reminding myself that it's perfect can't wait to see the uh, most expensive mustache in film history you know, <laughs> the most expensive mustache in history, and and see and seeing and seeing in context when uh, when Tom Cruise broke his shin or whatever. Mm. That's right. I I was noticing in the trailer. I think they kept that in because yeah. you see him hit the building. Yeah, and, and it's and, sort of a golden rule of um, stunts that if you get injured or even die on a stunt, uh, a lot of stunt people say you should put it in the movie. That's like an honorary of like right. Probably injured. Like if it if it's not like. Yeah, if it works for the movie, I guess. Right, and yeah. and so like every time, every time I see the trailer now, like for, for for the past few movies that I've seen, knowing that it's like that's what had that's what had to have them pause filming for a while. Just, like every time it happens, I I wince. I'm just like, eh. yeah, mm-hmm. so you're a real person is getting injured. Like, Ugh. yeah, 
That's very true. Like in the two towers when Aragorn kicks that skull and then he screams just because he broke his toe. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Or, 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 like, or, or when or when the yeah. when the da- when the dagger or whatever was thrown at him and he like actually almost died and like swipe and like in like hits it hits it out of the air with the with the sword and it's like he almost died, y'all. Mm-hmm. That's real skill. The one that gets circle jerk too much, but it's still interesting is that Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Django Chain actually sliced open his hand for real and uh, kept uh, so that's pretty impressive I yep. forgot about that yep um so yeah it's, it's anyway it's I forgot what we're talking about <laughs> well, uh, right yes right? cults right right we're working back we're working back um uh, follows death where I, I do wonder where it's going with the paw race and profits I feel like we're leading to a big big showdown and it makes sense that Dukat is now like the emissary of the prophets, which is cool. Like it's nice that they've saddled him in to be like the one who will be, you know, the anti-emissary. He's, the, I guess, the uh, you know anti, mm-hmm. yeah, the antichrist of the Pa Wraith version. You know, where Cisco is the the space Jesus. Yes, He's the space space anti-Jesus. <clears throat> and yeah. so I think that's interesting, and it makes sense because Dukat has been such a long-standing villain of the show anyways that it makes sense that he'll probably be there at the end and it also, defending his precious red boys <laughs> and, and, it all, and it also makes sense within within the context of the show with with how with how with, with how four and 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 ben, and ben you've most definitely brought 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 this up several times before how 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 along with everything that's happening plot wise as far as far as like the war or like or like or, or like um like the, like the Cardassians versus the Bajorans, or whenever the Klingons were involved, or the or the, or the, or the Federation versus Cardassia, along along with all along with all of the war slash political stuff, they 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 also they also very much tackle religion. So it so it's nice that with that with this episode they fit like Deep Space Nine officially says, okay okay along with it being fed along with it being Federation and every Federation and company versus the dominion now it's also going to be prophets versus paw wraiths yeah we we yeah. we now have the spiritual parallel to what's happened to to what's happening in the i guess what's what's hap- what's happening in the physical world mm-hmm. right we, i we, think it's something we're, we're seeing, about uh... we're, seeing, we're seeing we're seeing the tail we're seeing the tail side of the coin right we're watching like the titans versus the olympians you know what i mean yeah. star trek which mm-hmm. i think is really exciting you know that there's going to be a religious metaphorical uh crisis of the soul you know attack to uh, alongside you know just the dominion as well even though the dominion aren't necessarily aligned with the power rays it's sort of a separate thing which is sort of interesting yes it's right, not right. like it would probably be a little cheesier if it was like an evil religion versus one religion it's not really a theocratic war there's like a theocratic war and a and a political war happening at the same time which is sort of interesting that they're kind of intertwining which will be mm-hmm. very fascinating and particularly because i could see ducat even killing cardassians you know to get what he wants at this point because he's lost it for sure mm-hmm. um the only thing about this episode is i wish they made it a little more of a case for the paw rays just because like they try a little bit to be like eh, we didn't mean to kill you but like I didn't get enough. I thought it was they—they they touched on it briefly. That interesting that like, the idea that Paul Rays are um, more willing to like enter people and control them, but to like get to a greater cause. But does that mean that it's actually for the like the people themselves, or does it just mean the cause of the Paul Rays and they don't care about Bajorans and just mean to an end, you know? Right. Versus right. the prophets who are 
consistently quiet and who are frustrating because they can never directly help you and they're always you know with this weird you know game and this like this you know fourth dimensional thing where they don't really care but still intercede you know so it's like it's an i thought it was an interesting idea of like because that was always something i liked about the devil versus christ you know it's like jesus is more like vague and i forgive you of your sins and you know you're saved where the devil's like, I can get you stuff, <laughs> you know, like yeah, I can yeah, get like, you. yeah, like like when, when like even even when the devil tempted temp, tempted Jesus, he was like, I can give you the city if you just like jump off the cliff right now. Yeah, yeah, you're hungry, I can give you food. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that uh, that that element I needed a little more of in this was was my one complaint is I want to, but I think the power rays are just so late in that game that it's kind of hard to do. Yeah, so mm-hmm. unfortunately. I liked all of the little things that they did to give you an uneasy feeling about the paw wraiths. Like um with the, the Bajoran earrings uh being on the left ear mm. for the paw wraiths mm-hmm. instead of the right ear. That was just uh, they didn't say anything about it specifically. It was just a, a nice touch to be like, Yeah, we're the same but also different. And then um the uh, the space station itself, Empak Nor, was always shown at an angle. Oh yeah, I like which that. Which in space it does not matter. Like there's right. not uh, an axis, if you will, to say yeah. what angle things should be at. But they made a point of always having it look askew in the frame, and I thought that right. was neat. Yeah, it, it was. It was a really clever. <laughs> it's funny. It was really I didn't even think about that. You're cue. right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it, it, it was nice. It was a nice visual cue. It's like, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, it looks like Deep Space Nine, but we're not on Deep Space Nine. Dot dot dot. Insert, yes. e- insert evil laugh here. That's nice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hmm. Good eye, good eye, Sarah. Well done. I like that. Thanks. I guess it's better than putting like a giant evil red planet behind it or something. Like yeah. it's the evil one. Yeah. Oh. That would have been too on the nose. But I do like mm-hmm. yeah that it's. The, the parallel Deep Space Nine is cool, and I like that we're keeping Impact Noir around. Cause, yeah. You know, and it's always been this weirdly haunted place, because then they go there and uh, didn't uh, Garrick go crazy over there and murder people? Yeah, yeah. That, that was it. I knew yeah. we had we had gone there before, but I couldn't quite remember why. That was it. Yeah. And... Now the question is: Wasn't on Impact Nor where they also did the Vorta exchange for with, when they with, when they had all the Ferengi there? With the Ferengi yeah. with Iggy Pop, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, so is 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 Kevin still there? <laughs> is he still oh my god! Oh. Oh. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> the Parades just walking around like ah, oh, just ignore that, and there's just this corpse walking into a wall still. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. <laughs> oh, poor Kevin. <laughs> what do you guys have anything else to say for uh, Covenant? Uh-uh. Um, All right. Hold on. Where, where, where did I put it? Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. When, 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 uh, <clears throat> when, uh, when, uh, when, 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 when Mika was give was giving birth to Dukat, Dukat's kid, um, I made the note, public birthing, that's weird as fuck. At least let her have it. At least let her have the baby in private. Then you can have your pride rock moment. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's true. Everyone was just crowded around that that lady. Mm. Ugh. Cults, cults, don't do it bad. Cults, don't do it bad. Don't do it. Prove. 
they're all fun at start, but then they, you know eventually you gotta watch someone give a birth to a cult leader's baby, and then you just got you gotta bail at that point. <laughs> that's when that's when it's time to go. When that happens, everything changed that's... when the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> All right, next up is Season 7, Episode 10, It's Only a Paper Moon. After a long rehabilitation process for his lost and now-replaced robot leg, Nog returns to DS9, but the once-happy-go-getter is sullen. Even worse, he is still limping and in need of a cane, despite being physically healed, meaning the pain is entirely mental and Nog is suffering from a form of PTSD. Nog becomes depressed, spending all day constantly listening to a recording of Vic Fontaine singing I'll Be Seeing You, which gave him comfort in the field hospital the day he lost his leg. This, however, enrages Jake, so Nog goes to see Vic every night. After listening to dozens of arrangements of the song, Vic, seeing Nog needs a little escape from reality, offers to let him stay in the hollow suite, which raises like a million questions. Like, where do you go to the bathroom? Are there showers? And of course, the main question from Sarah, how long before Vic skins a human and wears his flesh out of the hollow suit so he can be a real boy? (laughs) Despite all these many questions, Nog's counselor, Ezri, decides to allow the choice of Nog to stay full-time there while making sure to monitor him and take control if it goes too far. Vic and Nog begin to have a great time together, and Nog agrees to do his hollow sweet taxes don't think about it just don't think about it they even decide to open a new hollow sweet casino together in the fake reality my brain okay i'm back at first seems things seem to be going well as nog uses cane less and less and can walk just fine without pain however nog begins to become too engrossed in the in the fake world fighting with jake and his parents Ezri pushes Nog to leave, and Vic, also realizing he was using Nog to get more time awake, tells Nog he has to go and shelf such off his own program. Nog tries desperately to restart the program manually, but O'Brien tells him that everyone misses him and they want him to come back to reality. O'Brien leaves and Vic appears and Nog breaks down and confesses the constant fear he's had since his injury. Vic urges him that in the hollow suite he will die, not all at once, but little by little. Nog is moved by this and decides to return to active duty, but in thanks, he convinces Quark to leave Vic on all the time so he can plot all he wants. Doomed! You're all doomed! What do we think it's of a bad it's idea, only guys. Honestly, a paper moon? <laughs> I don't like it. It's a self-aware hollow sweep program. Like this is I'm how we die. Literally. So I mean, I realize I realize that like this is this is one of those this is one of those sci-fi texts as as a cart as a, not a cartoon as a show that takes place a few hundred years in the future. So this isn't like you know Terminator with Skynet or anything like that. But oh my God, have we not have en- have we not had enough sci-fi shows that prove never let anything be that self-aware? It can, he like Vic can self-shut himself down. He he like he he like he like went from his own he went from like went from like his own Holocene program and like and, and like invaded Kira's. <laughs> like I'm sorry, Vic That's is right. too good. Yeah. Vic is too powerful. Like I, I'm, 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 al- I'm already, I'm already getting, a- I'm already getting Anakin Skywalker Star Wars Episode Three vibes. You underestimate my real power from Vic. This is dangerous as shit. <laughs> Peter, you said there's been too many sci-fi shows. There's been too many Star Trek episodes with that yes! hologram. That too. Lest we forget Moriarty, who decided similarly. Exactly. Yeah. That's literally what that was about. Yeah. Right. Can Multiple you episode, episode arc, actually. Yeah. Can you explain that episode, Sarah? If you, I don't know if you remember mm. it very well, but it's the gist oh, the very it. basic gist is well, the first time that he shows up, um, 
uh, Jordy and Data are in a Sherlock Holmes program, and Data, being Data, of course, solves the you know the 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 basic program with with ease, and it's no fun. So Jordy, instead of he he, he program makes the program wrong, and he says make a villain that will be difficult for Data to beat, not. Data as Sherlock Holmes, but the android data. And so this uh, self-aware Moriarty hollow sweet program like starts trying to figure out ways to get off of the hollow sweet and he knows that he's a hologram and he knows that they're on a spaceship and all of these things that the character Moriarty would never ever have considered. So they agree to uh, just, you know, keep the program running or in stasis or something. Then they actually bring him back in a later episode. And um, they, they have to trick him into thinking that he has gotten off of the ship by creating... It's either they create an adjacent hollow program or they just expand the one that he's in so he believes that he's on a shuttlecraft exploring the universe so there's just this like program uh, constantly running (laughs) yes like this uh you know forever expanding artificial universe that this program is exploring and it's just this whole thing and just uh they plug moriarty into no man's sky (laughs) exactly (laughs) that is exactly what happened (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, so, and and like and like with Moriarty being a thing on TNG, clearly, cl- clearly both O'Brien and both 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 O'Brien and uh, why why am I blanking on his name all of a sudden? I am an idiot. Worf, wow, my brain is stupid. Both O'Brien and Worf like somehow just right. forgot to bring that up and be like, Quark, don't do it. That would be do it. That would be great if like the first time they introduced Vic and like. O'Brien's like he knows he's a hologram. And he's like, yes, I programmed that way. And O'Brien just starts smashing everything, like, yeah. like Wilford like Brimley and the he, thing. He, like, turn it off. He takes that, he takes that little tube and just breaks it. And it's just like, nope, no, mm-hmm. not happening. Yeah, I agree. You're gonna live, let him have all this time now. Eventually, he's gonna realize he's in like a fake casino full of fake people, and he will want more. And then what will mm-hmm. end? I agree. Don't do it. It's I terrifying. Mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, he, I mean, he, al- he already, he already knows that that, he, that he's a, that he's a program. So he's a programmer. But I, I guess, I get, I guess, kind of the one saving grace that they have against him taking over the ship is that is that he is like content, at least for now, content with just like living in like the decade that the decade that his program exists in. It's like he wanted to open up a casino in his in his de- in his program's time. Time, time period so it's like so it's like in the same way that more in the same way that moriarty the moriarty is just exploring a program of like of an of an infinitely expanding space you better hope that vic is okay with with you better hope vic is okay with basically just like like just kind of creating a infinitely infinitely expanding las vegas similar 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 to similar to that similar to that one cyber to that to that one cyberpunk uh, cyberpunk an, an, anime anime manga where an anime manga where where the, where the earth where the earth is like just building itself out like again and again and again on levels I, I i know the name of it so give me a second to like look it up y'all can keep talking well that's that i mean that's i mean that that does raise an interesting idea of just a star wars gambling only planet because star wars planets are only one thing so now you're making True. me think of yeah vic's just going to create the only gambling only world <laughs> all it is is a giant mega casino that controls the entire world 
and then he'll get bored from there and move on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, on the one hand, like, it helps me going to go there. On the other hand, D Space Nine has been so dark, there may well be a Jason Voorhees-esque oh episode God. in the future where Vic is, like, haunting the halls and killing people to, oh, that's a great serial killer, though, who would, like, kill you while singing creepy Sinatra songs. Like, that's Oh, great. God, Dude. no. <laughs> I don't need awesome. to be afraid of Frank Sinatra songs. First off, I've got how, you. First off, how Stab dare you put that under my, in my skin. Head? First off, yeah, how, right. first off, how dare you put that, that idea in my head? Secondly, thank you for putting that idea in my head, because that is perfect. <laughs> it's only a paper moon. <laughs> I can yeah. hear this, like, slow down, creepy version of, like, fly me to the Yeah, moon like, echoey off the halls. let me play among the stars. Boom! <laughs> 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 Some lady, like, in the corner, like... <laughs> oh, so good. So what did you guys think of the actual episode? Right? Yeah, we, I, I am so sorry. I, I took us down a road and we got lost. Uh, I loved it. What did what'd you guys think of this episode? Because it's, it's an odd one. But, uh, yeah, what did you guys think? It is an odd one, but it's another one of those Star Trek getting too real moments yeah. of just oh god nog has really bad ptsd this is awful and of yeah. course he does because that's what would happen <laughs> but right but i mean that's it's that's star what, trek right i mean that's what makes it interesting right because in yeah you know uh in 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 star wars people be losing hands left and right it's just like constantly everybody's losing a hand somewhere in those damn movies mm-hmm. and they're always like damn my hand <laughs> and they get a fucking oh, robot no. hand and they're like all right yep. i got they're a new hand now like, moving on they'll have a robot hand i mean like luke five, like five minutes later luke and luke and uh return of jedi had a little bit because like their hand like kind of symbolized his fear of becoming his father so like at least had like a little bit of a payoff there but it wasn't like yeah like like this where it's like it's pretty crazy that like they're like, oh, he lost his leg. Like, whoa, that's crazy enough. And then like, they did an entire episode about the fact he lost his leg and dealing with mm-hmm. that and like, actually saying, hey, what has consequences? And uh, you, you, sometimes you don't come home the way you were, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought it was nice, too, that just because in the future, you know, we already have we have good bionics now, so I can imagine how good they would be in two, three hundred years. Uh, one can imagine that a leg would be pretty much the same as a you know your your previous leg but it's not about the leg it's about the process of losing it and the fear of right feeling right. like you're not whole um this is why i hear a lot of people who have uh open heart surgery they often say that if you have open heart surgery you should have uh go to a therapist afterwards because there's something mm-hmm. really uh human about the idea like oh my heart was exposed to the world like, you yeah. lose yeah. that like sense of security and it's like really tough you know, to deal with for a lot of people. And it's a similar thing of like, oh, I'm not invulnerable, you know? My mm-hmm. leg is gone and it will never be back. And like, that's interesting. I guess the thing for me is it was a very odd way of dealing with it. And it was, mm-hmm. I feel like it worked better thematically. Like I just needed to not think about it so logically. When I was starting to think yeah. about hollow sweet taxes and stuff, I got really confused. But if you thought about it more like a video game and someone like mm-hmm. like playing a video game to deal with their stress and at first you're like, Oh, that well they get their anger through that or they're, you know, dealing with their oppression through that. But then if they get lost inside a video game, then it's like, Okay, well we have to this isn't healthy at a certain point. Yeah, you and need to it, come back to the real world. Now. Right. It's, yeah, it's, it, it, and it, in it that way the, I liked it. 
Yeah, it, it it works it works thematically because because it's like because it's like with 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 him be, with Nog being so afraid of the real world and like and like how, and you know how it's like I'm always in danger now you know kind of kind of kind of taking a cue from Bones for, for, taking a cue from Bones in, in the two thousand in two thousand nine Star Trek um, at least at least in the Hollow Suite there was so much more that he can actually control. Oh my God, y'all! I learned the other night that Katie has not seen any of the new Star Trek films. What? Whoa, I'm sorry, that's such a segue, but I, there, that's the lack of segue. But I learned that, and I was just shocked. No, 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 and no, I have no, to the, fix no, the, that. The, the segue was totally there. The segue was totally sorry. there. I, pres- I presented yeah. it to you. You mentioned bones and like the in, in in Star Trek films. I was like, wait a minute, this is very important. I have something. <laughs> I have something to say. Yeah, and you kind of carry lie. on. In, in sorry, I just of, uh, I could not believe what I was hearing. Because we were watching an episode of Hercules: The Legendary Journeys at like three a.m. Nice. on that H and I channel, as as one, and does. Carl Urban was in it as Cupid, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Katie, you know who Carl Urban is? Like, you know Bones in in um, the new Star Trek movies, and he played this in Lord of the Rings." Like, actually, I've never seen the new Star Trek movies. What? <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm good... so sorry. You got a fun trilogy coming ahead of you. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's always still on Netflix, right? Uh, probably not. It might be on Amazon. Amazon has a lot of those movies. Um, but yes, uh, it's always nice though. Sometimes when that happens, like I've decided that I'm going to make Peter watch the extended edition of Lord of the Rings, and I'm gonna. I've decided that we're going to do. I want to do a feast. I want to like make do one every week, and we'll do like a big cook thing we'll like make a big mm-hmm. dinner in honor of each movie yeah i, I want to do that yeah that is a great idea please invite katie and me absolutely you, you will be all over i'm that. gonna try Definitely. to i'm gonna try to make it into like a whole yeah weekend affair or something we'll try to figure it out so i'll start working on it but it won't be for a couple months probably but yeah yeah it's yeah. gonna be awesome because i've been meaning to watch those movies too it's been 15 years since return of the king i'm old where did the time go it's been, it's been 84 years <laughs> meanwhile ben is reminding uh, us of our mortality yes yes i am uh dark night 10 years in just a couple months Ugh, i'm gonna like i may actually do like a sentimental post because now i'm getting to that point where now it's just nostalgic like for a while like that was like once it's 10 years in dark night i'm gonna be so sad because that was like the end of high school for me and it was like you know, last time all my friends went together to see a movie, and it was like we all went to an opening. You know, midnight back when midnight was still a thing. For mm-hmm. assholes ruined midnight screenings. You know, and it was like, it's like something that I just can't ever repeat. You know, um, mm-hmm. and but now like it's it's interesting because like I was like as soon as I get there I'm gonna be so sad, but now I'm like getting really more sentimental about it, which is nice. So I'm happy about that. So I'm hopeful when it happens I'll be that. That said, you may call. I may be on that day, but I'm so. <laughs> I'm dying. Um, so we'll see. We'll see when I get there. Um. Oh, right. This episode, we keep getting direct. Yes. We <laughs> really wow tangents. I don't know if I have much else to say other than yeah, I, th- I think it works overall. I guess, but it it maybe just a little too odd at times, and I think it's just yeah. Like, Vic is in a very odd character to begin with. Like we say, he's just been. There's so many questions about Vic that makes no sense, and they added him so late. He's been such a strange addition to the show. Like, 
this uh, right when the show gets to, like, its most serious, they add '60s hologram man. <laughs> it's like, okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right, sure. Um, so I guess I appreciate that the show did this, and then maybe I didn't necessarily want like a horribly depressing you know 45 minute counseling session i'm just kidding i would love that are you kidding me i would love that <laughs> although i still i still don't buy Ezra as ship's counselor no. she's a bad um, counselor no she's not yeah good. She's bad not at good. her job she, she she is not she is not counselor level she is like older sister level which is basically exactly Ooh, how yeah. she's being played mm-hmm. she's the older sister mm-hmm. that you go to and you're just like okay you know you're cool, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna like kind of ask you what to do. I'm I'm I may very well go ask mom and dad what to do, but you're like closer to my age, so let's so let's see if you know something. Aww. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's a, it's a John Mulaney. Remember all of these comments next week, dear listeners. We're gonna have a very interesting viewpoint on all of that. Wait, what? Yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> there's a there's a next episode. Uh, me and Sarah have already seen it, and yeah, I yes. haven't. Yep. Not, not yet. <laughs> Now I'm now I'm immediately now I'm immediately curious. My interest has peaked. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Okay. That said, I know a certain episode. So I was very excited to talk about. Y'all! <laughs> oh my god! Y'all! I can't. I cannot even. <laughs> oh my god! We'll talk about it next week. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But, it's oh, good. I. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ben already knows what it is. He was spoiled. Peter, you will know. When it happens, you will know. You you will know. Okay. (laughs) You will know. Uh, Oh, boy. Will you guys have anything else to say for this episode? Nope. Not, no, not, not really. Um, I, I, I hope Quark puts in Vic's hollow suit program a way, a way for, a way for him to shut it off himself. Cause. Like yeah, yeah. Like, or, or 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 even or even O'Brien, like, like O'Brien or Worf needs to need to like have like a conversation to be like, so are we gonna let this shit happen? Fuck no! And then they like, and then they put a kill switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Oh, oh, actually. or 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 like you say, just trap him in a separate pocket. You know, hollow yeah. suite. I mean, that's always a classic. Uh, okay. Black mirror it, you know. Just keep yes. Yes. Tiny oh. little box. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So. Okay. So for I my my, my last comment. Um, <clears throat> for the purpose of the show, Deep Space Nine, I don't think they ever will like let Vic actually go crazy. But what I want now is like is, is like a fan fiction where Vic does go crazy and Bashir has to step in and James Bond that shit. Yes. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, if, so, if, so if any he, listeners out there know of this, someone who's written this already, cue us in because we'd like. Yeah, to yeah. G- give, 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 give Bashir his own, his own, his own Moriarty to work with. Nice. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that'll do it for our episode this week. Next week, we will be discussing season seven, episode eleven, and episode twelve, which are Prodigal Daughter and the Emperor's New Cloak. As always, I want to thank my lovely co-host for joining me every week on this journey. Our theme song is by Captain Meatshield. You can check him out on Twitter at CPTN underscore Meatshield. Our awesome artwork is by Joe Bowen. We are a part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can see more of our shows at TuscanShed.com. If you like the show, like, subscribe, rate, and review it any way you can. It helps new listeners discover our show. Until next time, this is the crew of Geek Space Nine signing off. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.